Hello, Playful Warriors, and welcome to another episode of Climate for Fun, the podcast that turns climate change into a laughing matter. It is Antonio Salituro, climate scientist, writer, and comedian. I'm thrilled to have Pippa Mackey with me today. Pippa is an award-winning playwright, actor, and producer. Welcome, Pippa, and thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Ready to laugh at climate change? <laughs> I mean, I've been in rehearsal trying to do that for a while, so we're okay. ready to keep it going. <laughs> okay, cool. You are ready warm up then. Okay, let's let's crack on then. Cool. All right, Pepper, you wrote Hurricane Mona, which is a dark comedy about an upper middle class family who suddenly find themselves in the eye of the storm. I get the dark bit, right? But could you shed some light on the comedy part? Absolutely. Yeah. So um I think we can all recognize the darkness of uh, climate news yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going on. But uh, what was really important to me was to put this, to tell the story th through three generations. So in a oh. family dynamic. Cool. And I think any, if you popped into any family dinner, <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's a dysfunction that exists in every family whether it's kind of like smaller little dysfunctions or kind of bigger issues that <laughs> I think really lend themselves very well to to comedy it's the little nuances that each family dynamic has that yeah. um can become just so so funny and they're not funny at the time like when families argue or when they disagree <laughs> it's often like dead serious <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> and um and so uh i think that's where the comedy really um pops off in the show cool cool no i mean honestly i can totally relate because i'm italian and i go uh, my dad is eight years old so you know that the dysfunction is at the you know the maximum of level <laughs> for me anyway so, okay, let's go into details now, right? I read that Mona smashes a police car during a peaceful climate march. Now, I'm not sure what your definition of peaceful is, but smashing a police car sounds a bit far off from mine. Anyway, jokes aside, are you as stormy as Mona when it comes to climate protests? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, okay, that's good. Well, <laughs> I, uh, I really wanted to... Um, I wanted to write a character a very a flawed character who <laughs> has the right intentions and has been working as an activist for a really long time and basically loses okay. her patience and, <laughs> and is so burnt out that instead of continuing on the peaceful journey that she's been on for basically 10 years of activism wow. she has this huge she kind of just loses her cool and and uh -huh. feels like if I don't do something more, um, no, nothing is going to change. And so right. really the show calls into question, like, what is the best type of protesting? Okay. And she, okay. she gets arrested at the march and she's has to serve house arrest in her family home, which is part of the story. Yeah. So yeah. she's she's um she is punished. <laughs> for doing that. <laughs> okay. No, well, let's, which leads me to, to my next point. Yeah. So she, as you said, she's forced to live with her baby boomer parents and Gen Z siblings, right? Who buy a lot of shit that don't care about climate crisis. That's my understanding. So I guess that she kills them and, and, you know, kills them all and goes to jail instead. Or, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> does she, does she manage eventually to shift their behavior or not? And, 
She doesn't kill them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be. I don't know. It, it, you know. With uh, with her words, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they, there's something that happens. Like a, 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 the show is called Hurricane Mona because, yeah. um, you know, it's representative, like of, you know hurricanes in general yeah. and a reference to climate disasters yeah. but also mona herself is is a hurricane yeah type okay. of personality fair, fair um yeah and so um what mm. what she doesn't do anything to really shift them but uh basically the house is completely altered um midway through the show uh right. and i don't want to give too much away Obviously, but it really yeah. like a climate disaster occurs in the family's living room okay. and they're forced to deal with it together interesting interesting now you know you pick my curiosity here okay well okay fair <laughs> enough fair enough okay so i mean yeah okay talking about you know this function of family etc but there is something weird that that you know in this in your comedy i mean even more weird that we're with we've been saying so far so okay first of all let me mention that we your show will be on until december the 3rd and mm. it, but it features a, a giant talking frog as one of the characters i mean is this the result of mona's mushroom trip to come their anxiety or what but like no the the talking frog uh is sort of acts as the narrator of the show okay. so the frog comes out at the beginning and and is the only character who speaks directly to the audience right. and having a frog on stage and and you know he talks about being the last frog on earth okay. uh, i i read i've read a few um uh, studies about uh, the the disappearance um, of frogs, the extinction of frogs, yeah. and how that uh, their extinction is a real indicator yeah. of of uh, worse things to come because they've been around since the dinosaurs. Um, wow! They 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 carry a lot of weight in um, climate yeah. science in terms of their extinction. Oh, and wow. so I wanted there to be a representation of the natural world in the show and to have this like <clears throat> talking frog who smokes a cigarette and is, is <laughs> like, you know, speaking directly to the audience, um, kind of asking them questions yeah. and popping in and out. Now, um, the character Jay, who's uh, the younger sibling of the house, yeah. the Gen Z sibling, yeah. Jay, uh, Jay is the only character who sees the frog. And while the frog does show up in a mushroom trip <laughs> in ah, the show, um, um, Jay is the only character who ends up of seeing the frog oh cool nice mm -hmm. nice okay interesting it's like an imaginary friend kind of thing. <laughs> kind of but yeah. but like but like almost the opposite like the extremely real friend <laughs> yeah 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 that tells you you know straightforward you know like <laughs> yeah it okay. the, the frog is a bit of a prophet in the show so oh, I see. they they kind of um they allude to action that's to come Oh, okay. Fossil fuels company, basically. Like it's mm. a, <laughs> okay, but that does he speak French at all? Because you know, frogs. I mean, in UK, you know, we, we know that there is this rivality with French. You know, they call it frog, 
frogs or whatever. <laughs> so I just wonder, you know, if you wanted, to, <laughs> if you wanted to give it this He's touch. He's not French in the show. Okay, cool. No, just just double check, you know, maybe from Quebec or something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in the next run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never know. You can you can add this twist. Okay, cool. I'll give you three ideas here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Perfect. Okay, you know, funny enough, you know, now you mentioned studies about frogs. I think uh, recently I, I came across a study about frogs that there was this problem, with like, you know, because I think drought was drying out the ponds where they actually reproduce, you know, like have sex, essentially. So that's probably one of the reasons why they're, they're risk of extinction, I think. For so sure. that's, a, that's a serious problem, yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. frogs aside, so... Uh, I came across another of your show a bit um, um, earlier on, though, before Hurricane Mona. So it, it, this is not your first humorous attempt to raise awareness of global warming. So 11 years ago, you acted in a YouTube video called Where the Girl Ro Goes Rogue, which has now hit over 2 million views, by the way. Well, it's great. Well mm -hmm. done. Well done, by the way. I saw it. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's great. I, I loved it. Uh, basically, in that clip, you refused to stick to the standard seven-day report and gave a forecast of climate impacts instead. So what's the difference between Hurricane Mona and that video, other than the fact that we are now even more fucked up? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, eh? That it's 11 years ago. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, well, in some ways, they're really similar in like the Weather Girl character and the Mona character have a lot of similarities <laughs> in their need to their their um, intense need to bring awareness to uh, and release their anger as well and release their anger as well <laughs> 100 percent um it, i uh i i learned a lot from doing that and i didn't write that piece um two two okay. activists um kai nagata and heather libby wrote that piece and then cool. um because i was involved as an activist but they knew i was an actor as well yeah it was kind of like an amazing um blend of like using your skills yeah. um to promote a message but because because of the success that it had um and it was a surprise success right like okay. at the time i think youtube wasn't nearly as yeah i mean insanely, 11 years ago yeah i mean yeah, mm -hmm, it wasn't insanely popular in the same way and so for something to go viral like that it went viral yeah. on earth day which is also really cool, cool. um and that <clears throat> people were really enjoying the humor of it. That was a real yeah. lesson for me to take away. And because yeah. I approach like everything I write is, has a humor to it. I don't, yeah. I don't approach um, any heavy topic without mm. um, looking at it from all sides. And so I saw the success of that. And I think it really did help motivate me to, to write the uh, hurricane Mona. Cool, cool. It was a precursor, let's say, yeah, of your mm -hmm. of your preserve. It's it's all a part of the story. But yeah, honestly, your acting performance there was amazing, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, um, thanks so much. Yeah, that was great. So Okay, still coming, you know, uh, talking about shows. We talked about the past, the present, and now the future. So one of your upcoming shows is called The Fucking Garden. So is it, <laughs> is it, well, the title is amazing, first of all. So is it a hardcore play where you get busy composting or what? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, curious. <laughs> um yeah that's a that's a co-written piece with uh with a UK writer who lives in LA oh. now named Kit Redstone. Okay. Um we wanted to 
take the story of Adam and Eve and really mess <laughs> with it and <laughs> retell it from a new lens. And mm -hmm. so that's really where the title comes from. <laughs> there is actually currently in the draft that we were working on, there is like a bunch of dirt on stage. So. Oh, I'm pretty sure they will come up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Cool. Cool. Okay. Well, good. Good. Sounds good. Um, okay. So now, few more questions, a bit funny one. So tell me one thing about climate change that makes you laugh, other than your video, of course, and then your in your play, obviously. <laughs> well, I don't know if I have a joke per se, although the frog okay, tells I mean, a couple of the frog tells a couple of jokes in the show. And okay. you know, I don't know if like your listeners will come to the show and I don't think this gives anything away, but the, yeah. the frog tells the joke um at the end of the play. Um Telling a joke is like dissecting a frog. You understand it better, but then it dies. <laughs> well, that's interesting. That's nice. <laughs> it's not quite a climate joke, but I, well, I think no, when no, I really. read this, when you told me of this question, um, when I read it, I the first thing that I thought of, something that really makes me laugh is the paper straw. Okay, why? <laughs> because, because I understand that and I believe and know that yeah. plastic straws or plastic is, yeah. a, is a huge problem. Yeah. Um, but what I think is funny is that they serve paper straws in a plastic cup. Oh, really? <laughs> and yeah, here they do. Oh, yeah. wow. And, yeah. That's and weird. I'm like, I'm like, okay, so we've, we've chosen to assuage our guilt just a little bit our climate yeah. guilt by replacing one one piece of junk with with another that that does different kinds of damage um maybe less probably yeah, less yeah, yeah but it's like you know it's like the most minuscule thing you could possibly change yeah um and i i find that i find the like hip, like the uh, hypocrisy or irony of that yeah, no, I, mean, I, I think it is. I mean, at the end of the day, we need we need to, you know, reduce our consumption rather than, you know, replace yeah. a product with the other. But, you know, I, I understand the irony there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What what about one fun thing that people can do to fight climate change, aside from coming to the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think what I think is really important is not to get overwhelmed like it, it's overwhelming so that's going to happen yeah, yeah. but to to really think to yourself like what are you good at like what where are you where do your skills lie not yeah. everyone's going to be a playwright not everyone's going to be comfortable going to a protest you know or have the mobility or whatever um some people are in you know, a, on a sports team, some people are knitters and it's like, well, what can, wh what skill or hobby that you enjoy? Can mm -hmm. you, can you use to uh, join the fight? Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't have to be this big thing and it doesn't have to be like, you have to change the world. I think it's, it's way better to start with like really small things that you can actually tick off a list. So, you know, if you're in a, you know, I'm on a, I'm part of a curling club okay. and, you know, let's, we do 50, 50 draws, um, you know, every, every week. And it's like, mm -hmm. Oh, 
since I'm part of this curling club and like we're all a group, maybe I could ask if one of the 50-50 draws goes towards an, an organization that I think are doing really good yeah. work for the environment. Yeah. So it's it's little tiny <clears throat> little things like that um, that can really add some use and make you feel really good about what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and and that don't take up a ton of like that don't become this overwhelming sense of like I have to fix everything. Yeah. I also think it's like really uh I think it depends on like where you're at in your life, like what age you're well. at and um what I love is like a lot of people I know who are retired and aren't going to be applying for a job ever again <laughs> are a lot of the people who've been incredible on the front lines yeah. and and willing to be arrested and willing to to, to um stand up for those things because you know being arrested won't affect their future employment at yeah, all at that point. yeah yeah no no so no. That's a good yeah point. there's there's things like that yeah yeah no that, that that's that makes a lot of sense to be honest yeah okay so quiz time right mm -hmm. ready for this yeah let's do it so you got three multiple choice question you got three option for each question and i'm sure you would do great <laughs> <laughs> okay so first question <clears throat> belong. So a recent study predicted that Vancouver could get as hot as San Diego by 2050. Well, this might sound like good news. It's not, obviously. <laughs> In fact, the temperature increase will have a series of dangerous side effects. So my question for you is, which of the following is one of the actual climate impacts forecasted by researchers, right? So option A, Vancouver citizen we'll eat more tacos and less candied salmon. <laughs> Option B, Vancouver citizen will see more forest fires and less water. Option C, Vancouver's nickname will change from Hollywood of the North to Burnwood of the North. <laughs> I'm going to go with option B. Vancouver citizens will see ah, more forest fires okay, and less water. Okay. I don't know what made you think Baba is correct. It's correct. Yeah. 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 I yeah. wish it wasn't. Uh, yeah. I know. I know. Me too. Okay. Yeah. So second question. Well done so far. <clears throat> so who said that rising global temperature are only a minor variable in how to control wildfires? Option A, Pippa Mackey after living with her family for too long. Option B, Pippa Mackey after taking a mushroom trip. <laughs> Option C, Alex Epstein, the author of the moral case of, for fossil fuels. This is a really tough one. Yeah, I, I think so. I'm going to go with C, Alex Epstein. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> okay, correct, correct, correct. Two out of two. So last one, eh? Okay. <clears throat> what is a climate arsonist? So option A. A politician who doesn't do anything to stop global warming and therefore indirectly cause wildfires. Option B, a arsehole sparking a hostile climate. <clears throat> Option C, an arson of a bitch messing up with your air conditioning. I'm going to say option A, a politician who doesn't do right. anything to stop global warming and therefore indirectly causes wildfires. Well done. Well done. Free or free. I don't know how you did it, honestly. Well, well done. <laughs> Ugh, that was, that was tough. You know, yeah, I yeah, you're sweaty, uh, yeah? a quiz in a long time. So <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Cool. Right. Thank, that's the end of this climate for fun episode. Pippa, thank you so much for your fun contribution. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. 
And of course, thanks to whoever tuned in today. Next episode will be in a month as usual, or maybe earlier. In the meantime, remember to fight climate change one dark comedy at a time. Ciao.